1: is to be much more consistent. They have good pieces in place, right? But they want to be more consistent about how they do things. Foot was a linebacker back in the day for the Pittsburgh Steelers and said they were an elite defense. They were a top five defense and that is the goal of this Buccaneers team. It is about 40 seconds, actually 35 seconds. That's the amount of time that was on the clock when the Rams took the snap and Matthew Stafford completed the 44-yard pass To Cooper Cup, which set up the game winning field goal for L.A. in the divisional round. He said that sequence is burned into the psyches of everybody in that building. So the whole offseason and next regular season is going to be spent trying to rectify those those few seconds, which cost him a chance to repeat. As Super Bowl champions. We have heard from Todd Bowles. He has made this no secret. They want to be younger and faster, especially when it comes to on the defensive side on that interior line. They have beat Avea. He's the last significant defensive lineman that they drafted. That was back in 2018 jpp jason pierre paul is unsigned so is indomic and sue both of those guys sue 35 jpp 33 so this was a defensive line that a year ago while they had success they are an aging defensive line they want to get younger and faster there we have heard jason light say that we've heard todd bowl say we heard bruce arians talk about that at the combine so we know that that is a priority for them
0: Good evening, Bucks fans. Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Plus. Joining, as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. And as you saw in that video there, you know, obviously that's going to go into what we're going to talk about tonight, which is this team's draft needs and, you know, how are they positioned coming up for this 2022 NFL draft. And rightfully so. I mean, we've been talking about it for months here. They need some pass rush. We got to get that consistent pass rush up front. So, Mark, your thoughts on that, you know, that video, and obviously, uh, how are you doing tonight?
2: We're Doing awesome. We get to talk Buccaneer football. That's the best thing I want to talk about all year round. But uh, about the video that we just showed in the intro, yeah, the last 35 seconds, the last 40 seconds, what did they do on that last play? They sent yeah. an all-out blitz, Blitz. is why they can't generate pressure with front four. They said, you know what? No risk it, no biscuit. Let's send the whole damn house and they left the one guy they shouldn't have left uncovered, and look what happened. So I think, genuinely, that they're trying to improve that pass rush. You've heard it from Jason Light, like you heard in the video. B.A. before he stepped down. Todd Bowles, they're all saying they want to get younger and faster on the defensive line. They say it's interior. It could be interior. It could be outside. Either way, you're trying to generate pass rush. You stop trying to pigeonhole Devin White flying in all the time. Vontae David, Jordan Whitehead, who it was in the past, which who, let's see who fills in now. could be Keanu Neal, new signing, bring his name up quickly. But you got to find a way where your front four can do it. It can't be consistently throwing blitz after blitz after blitz, expecting guys behind you to, to grab on everyone and come up man-on-man man every damn time. So this is something that we're going to talk about in the show, and we'll get down to some of the fans, what they want. Mm. It's kind of ridiculous when – you know what the glaring need truly is. So how right. do you feel about that?
0: No, I completely agree. I mean, you look at, you know, the offense pretty much is set in our eyes, and you look at the defense, it, it definitely needs some reinforcements up front. You know, obviously with, you know, Vita Vea and Shaq Barrett and Joe Trinka as your, your top three guys that are going to be the workhorses going into the future, and obviously they're locked up long term you know you need to continue to add pieces around them to to make them better and you know you look at the depth uh, edge you have Shaq Barrett obviously a very solid player then J JTS hopefully takes that that step in year 2 and becomes you know a guy they can depend on uh, to be that speed rush on the outside or inside and then you have Anthony Nelson who had a pretty good solid year last year um you know power rusher not really athletic type uh, you have Cam Gill who you know, shown some flashes as being the speed rusher. And then interior, I mean, you have Will Golston, who had, again, another good year, not really known as a pass rusher. Um, But, and then you look at the rest, uh, uh, Nunez Rochas, again, not really a strong pass rusher. But after that, as you see the depth chart, there's not much there. Um, So obviously, you know, they need to add pieces to that group and get younger, faster, stronger on that side of the ball.
2: Yeah, this is something we're really wanting to hit home to you all about. This is what we're thinking. I don't know what y'all are thinking. Let us know in the comment section down below, but check it out. you you got your Antoine Winfield Jr., who's your mainstay. You have your starting three in Carlton Davis, who you just re-signed back, Dean, SMB. These guys are coming up on contracts, yes, so cornerback could be an area, but your starting two safeties are probably Antoine Winfield and Mike Edwards. I know they have this kind of messed up over here. But you just signed Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal. You have four legit safeties yet again. That gives you even more ammo to help solidify this defensive line. Help get that pass rush, whether it is an interior guy like, say, a Devontae Wyatt. Or an outside edge rusher like Boye Mafe or Katie, Like some guys that we're really high on. And then we're going to talk about more. Like Some people say, that's not a fit. That's not a fit. You're going to look at who these guys are. J.T.S., shaq barrett looked nothing alike so yes (laughs) two cents on that but we'll talk more on it Mm -hmm. this the way they're setting up to me it seems perfectly set up for a defensive lineman edge rusher somewhere along that line because everywhere else behind that line you look pretty solid all all the way through but i guess proceed and add on to that
0: right you know i i agree and it you look at you know the the you know the types that they have in place, obviously they need to continue to add, you know, speed obviously in the interior. I think that's where they want it. They want to get faster rush up the middle. Because if you get rush up the middle, what does that do? That helps your outside rushers get more sacks, get more uh pressures, create turnovers. You know, that's what you know the Bucks are looking for. Obviously. You know, and Dominican Sue is still a possibility. I think they'll probably wait till after the draft, see what happens, see what takes place and see if they can, you know, pick him up. You know, G Vegas points out about, you know, Kevin Minter as far as linebacker. Are they comfortable with uh, KJ Britt as, you know, the number three linebacker? Again, a big physical guy, more of a downhill thumper, not super athletic. Uh, do they look in the draft somewhere? Maybe you know, maybe on day two they look at a linebacker that has more athletic ability uh, and, and can do things like a Devin White or a Levante David in case they, you know, get injured. Um, so that remains to be seen. Uh, but mainly our focus, knee, or and I believe this coincides with the Bucks' focus, and that is getting faster up front and finding ways to get after the quarterback because when you look at the 2020 season and how they won the Super Bowl. That was it. They they pretty much won with front four, and and got home. the 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 secondary was able to play cover two high and really just play a simple defense, and it worked. You know, imagine that.
2: Yeah, I mean, so let me touch on more what G Vegas said uh, about Mentor not being resigned. I think KJ Britt showed plenty enough in his rookie season. Did not well special teams, but when he had time to play, yeah, he's not a sideline to sideline guy like Devin White. Not many are. You're not going to get yeah. that many later in the draft either. This guy is a tough, hard-nosed football player, knows where to be. He just can't fully get to the spot Stephen White can. Not many can, like I mentioned. So I think he's more than okay to be a third linebacker in this defense. Then you got Grant Stewart, another bad-out-of-hell special teamer who, I think, let's see a year more under learning under coaches, NFL coaching, eating, regimen, everything, like, How much more do these guys take a step forward? Like, again, a lot of people are hoping JTS takes over and just dominates. It's a lot to put on his shoulders considering you're two, and JPP is not signed, neither is Sue right now. So how many shoes is he going to have to fill? That's the scary thing, and you would want more manpower to help out. Given that Sue, I mean, you saw Todd Bowles talk about it. He's like, oh, we don't even have enough money to bring back Sue. (laughs) At least you heard him mention his name. Yeah. JPP hasn't gotten his name mentioned at all. It seems right. like so. Yeah. I think they're kind of leaning towards one way or another.
0: Well, I I think the, the thing with JPP is I don't think he could pass his physical right now. Uh, that the, you know he his his problem is he's recovering from you know a significant surgery. He had surgery on his shoulder, and that's you know that's a good six month recovery. So he probably won't even be ready, you know, till the start of the season. So I think that's what could be his holdup uh you know that's a you know serious injury that that took place with him so i think that's why he's not really seen a lot of offers or you know making team visits i know he had interest from the cowboys at one point but you know it seems like he could be a late addition to you know some team out there i'm not sure it's going to be the buccaneers
2: i agree i think we both kind of saw that and tape like he just didn't have the same get off didn't have the same effort he was kind of getting pushed all around injuries do that to you i mean He's on the wrong side of thirty. He doesn't have all the hand, all the fingers. We all know that's ongoing joke. But when he was on, he was freaking on. He knew how to flip that switch. But mm-hmm. I just think Father Time's kind of gotten to him in all those injuries. And that's not a knock on the player. It's just they all have a time where it's like they they talk about the cliff with Tom Brady.
0: Yeah,
2: it happens to every player. But Tom's just not showing that. Maybe he shows it this year. I hope not. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it just it just looked like that with JPP. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Alec in the chat. There we go. It's yeah, what's up, man? Favorite. I haven't seen you guys in a decade. I yeah, feels like it. <laughs> miss you guys. Yes, miss you too. And it's awesome. You got foot, football to talk about, Todd Bowls, uh, as your head coach, players reporting to the facility. Awesome. And it's a good time to talk football. Draft uh, Freaking amazing.
0: Absolutely. It's uh it's my favorite time of the year because you you know, you just had uh the Masters, which was on this weekend, which was outstanding and then you have baseball back and you know draft season so we're we're doing our final final evaluations but again the evaluations are going to continue after the draft this year guys so we're very excited uh to you know continue to put out those draft profiles as you see on our channel be sure to check that out uh we have i think over 25 players up there on on the channel so uh more to come we got uh Lewis seen coming out tomorrow. So very excited about that one. The safety out of Georgia could be a potential first round pick for the Buccaneers. Again, still not out of play, even with the addition of Keanu Neal and, um, Logan Ryan, just because like we said earlier, Sean Murphy bunting, uh, Jamal Dean, Mike Edwards all due for contracts. Even Logan Ryan, Keanu Neal, they're all free agents next year. So, yep. you know, those are no guarantee to have those guys back. Uh, so, and we'll dive into some of the corners you know we're going to get into that as the weeks go on Uh, so it should be a lot of fun we're very excited about it it's it's going to be you know pretty cool to discuss and dive in Uh, if you're just joining us again we're live here on real buck stock on youtube bucks report you know check us out there Uh, and we were just discussing the team needs what do you guys feel the team needs are for this team going forward and really we look at it and it's defensive line is the is the front priority especially interior and edge rush uh and i think all can agree if Devontae white is there that's the dream of dream pick like that's <laughs> that's the one you got to take that's the one you you want um you know I, I mark i think you would agree with that one i think it's
2: it's a bonehead decision if he falls into your lap yeah <laughs> I mean, by the rest of the teams right yeah you don't even think about it you just go uh literally you just our intro if you didn't see our intro it was talking about how the defense wants to be more consistent uh, you want to see from last year the last 35 seconds of that Rams game they just sent it out all out blitz because they couldn't get pressure with four and what are they looking at team needs B.A. Bulls and light all set into your pass rush be faster younger Something along the lines of that just pass rush in general you would think of a guy like Devontae White who's a quicker into your edge rusher into <laughs> Into your rusher next to Vita Vea, that'd be insane. Like for years, Jared McCoy never got any help. Yeah. If you can give Vita Vea some and running mate right next to him, like a Devontae Wyatt, that'd be insane mm. to go along with JTS with his second year to go along with Shaq Barrett. Who, I mean, yes, he's more of a technician. He's not a true edge rusher. That's why I want a true edge rusher. I think I make it apparent in every live stream. <laughs> but, I mean, it, just think of it. That's a whole front four that you have to account for. It's not just Vita Vita getting doubled. If you have to single a White who can beat one-on-ones, which he showed consistently at Georgia, mm. look the hell out. So it, the NFL would make a big mistake if they let him fall to us. Which I don't think he will, but if he does, run up to the podium. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, and you know some good comments here in the chat. You know Alec uh, talking about O-line on the first round, Edge in round two. Uh yeah, I mean we'll we'll go, you know, let's go down the line here. Mark, I don't know if you have the uh that depth chart uh still pulled up, if we can share that. Uh I got a
2: lot of things pulled up over here.
0: <laughs> let's just go let's go position by position. We can go all the way to the top there. Um or actually we'll start at quarterback. They kind of have it reversed here. But you know, quarterback, obviously, I don't I don't see us picking a quarterback in round one. I think we agree with that. Tom Brady is your guy. And no matter what happens, you know, if, if some reason he gets hurt, our season is pretty much, you know, done at that point. Let's just be honest, uh, running back, you know, you, you brought back Leonard Fournette, uh, they have talked to a lot of running backs in this draft process. So maybe running back is an option on day two or day three, uh, it could be, you know, there, but again, it's not gonna be a round one option. You look at, uh, tight end that could be an option obviously uh day 2 day 3 probably but not in round 1 uh because again it's bare you only have Cameron Brait and Cody McElroy right now we don't know what's going to happen with Gronk so Plus, I know.
2: he's coming back
0: yeah yeah How i I, back? <laughs> I feel he'll come back again he'll probably be a late you know signing after the draft you just want to get OTA skipped and you know be ready for <laughs> training camp uh, again he's doing his tour he's got that big draft party coming up he's gonna be hyped uh so yeah he's just living his life uh messing with tom a little bit oh, yeah. and then you know and here's my big my big bugaboo <laughs> all all draft and let's just get into it now please because people talking about receiver round one <laughs> i'm sorry you guys have just lost your mind like you really have lost your mind i can't I just can't. I I can't do it. I can't. Receiver and round one. I, just, I It's mind-boggling that you guys want receiver and round one. Okay. Like You look okay. at the – go back to the depth chart. Go back to the depth chart. You look at receivers. Okay, you got Mike Evans, obviously receiver number one. Chris Godwin's a a, a one as well. So it's a luxury right there you have those two guys. And yes, injuries happen. We can't stop injuries from happening, but those guys are paid twenty million dollars a year, right there, or at least you know over sixteen, over sixteen million. So that's thirty-six million right there. Add in Russell Gage, that's another ten. So you got forty-six million and three players right there. So you're telling me you want to draft another receiver in makes- round one, and round one to put at receiver number four when you have guys like good options Cyril Grayson who's developing showed out last you year yeah you check, check your sheet yeah check your sheet guys <laughs> you have Bernard Perriman, who's also you know again another solid guy yeah exactly and and Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson who yet have not developed fully yet so let's develop those guys and see what they can do so I I don't get it. And Chris Godwin not being ready. He's going to be ready, guys. Again, ACL is not injuries like it was in the past. So. I'm
2: going to add this to what Plus is saying. Yes, the money factor. Yes. Those are saying, oh, what if? What if last year happens? I'm going to add this. Chris Godwin, yes. Got hurt. Sucked. Who the hell can account for Antonio Brown walking his happy ass off the damn field? No one could have seen that happening. If A.B. is on the field against the Rams, we win. Plain and simple. If he doesn't lose his damn line, we win that game. He is that damn good of a player. Russell Gage is, to me, a cleaner, more up-and-coming A.B. Is he going to be what A.B. is? Most likely not. But he can fit the role of what A.B. could do in this offense. Mm. I'm not saying anywhere near, oh, he's going to be the type of potentially Hall of Fame player that A.B. essentially was. No, but in this offense, like, he can play any freaking role anywhere on the field. Yeah. You have three guys that can do that. And then, like you added to your, let's go back to this. Let's go back. You have those three, 46, around $46 million you just mentioned. Mm. And then you got Rashard Perriman, you just signed back. Jalen Darden, you just traded up for. Right. I forgot Jalen Darden. In Scotty Miller, who just is begging to play with Tom Brady, who is a baller once given playing time. I don't know what. Friggin' doghouse he's in mm. so grayson who can ball out when giving opportunity if hamstring doesn't give out what the hell is he so you can't expect a, t- a team to draft a fourth number one wide right receiver because that's potentially what you're saying he is if you're drafting a receiver first round he deserves some playing time to start
0: yeah There's you expect no- him to be a, a top you yeah. know a top receiver you and, and- the
2: hell's the space
0: yeah and then also with the receiver position, okay. If you select a receiver day two, I I get it, understand because you know receiver is a position where it's pretty deep. It's always deep in the draft. It's 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 where you can find guys. Hell, we found Chris Godwin in the third round, so yeah. you know you can find guys later. My biggest thing is just taking one in round one. Like it just doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. It's just illogical there's only so many resources you can put at a position and a receiver already has a ton of resources at it like i mean it just it would be mind-boggling uh that they would do it i i could see it maybe if if they really love a receiver and they trade back like trade out of the first round maybe they take a receiver but just doesn't make sense at at 27 and really it doesn't make sense in the top three rounds i'll say that like I would wait till day three to if you really want a receiver.
2: I mean, I agree with you, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did a second or third, no, a third rounder at the mm-hmm. earliest. Because tall, yeah. tall tall Florida guy says, "I'm just saying, guys, don't be surprised if they draft one early. If they draft one first round, I'll, I'll lose my damn mind." Yeah, I, I'll make. What the hell are you thinking? So I, I honestly, I'm so convinced they won't, and just that Twitter mania fans just don't really logically think; they just see one outlet and they're like, Oh good. Mm. That's where we're going. They don't think for themselves. Sadly, guys, I just got to say it like that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I got to say it. I mean, you got so much talent guys you've seen Brady throw with that works well. Mm. Run with it. Give them playing time. Give them opportunities and see where they go. Look at Cyril Grayson did with one opportunity. Right.
0: And, and Julio Jones, that's an instant. No, like they're not going to sign him either. Makes no sense. I, I, you know, I don't care if Tom Brady DM'd him. It's, it's not going to happen. I mean, no. I could see... Nope. I'm not going to say no on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, only way Julio Jones happens if, if there's like an early season injury, it'd be like the Richard Sherman signing. That's the only way I, I see it. I don't see it happening before training camp. Um, so, no. Yeah. So, I mean, I hope we kind of convinced y'all a little bit
2: on why you don't draft wide receiver round one. It doesn't matter if... The whole damn – all three of them get hurt. Yes. You just can't – you can't plan on that. And if you do, it's, it is a next man up. You can't predict your fourth receiver will end up being your number one receiver. This is that's the game of football. You can't mm-hmm. put so much investment into one area and just shit on the rest of the team. You just yeah. can't. So there's, It's not like there's going to be a Pro Bowl player at every damn position, even your backups. It's not mm-hmm. possible. This isn't Madden. And that's somewhere where I know we say – cap is uh fake or mm. you can just fit it in. No, not <laughs> yeah. It's not logical when there's other players that you truly need and you're setting up for it looks like you're setting up for. Right. I guess that no. kind of brings us to our transition. Or do you want to talk anything else on wide receivers?
0: Uh I mean we can go into offensive line and, and really this is the this is the only position I could see us drafting first round uh just because left guard there's two options. There's Zion Johnson, who we just did a film study on. Go check that out. Um, and then there's also Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, who I feel are very, very good run blockers. Uh, pass protection, they need some work at. But again, they're decent enough where they could come in, they could start right away. And obviously, if you're drafting them at 27, you expect them to play some type of significant snaps or start. And obviously, they have a great opportunity you know, starting there. The only reason I, I, I hope they don't go that direction is like we said, you need you need to put your resources at a different position, which is on the defensive line, edge rushers. Now again, you play, you know, you got to play the board, but that's really the only position I could see them going offensively in, in round one. I agree. I don't I wouldn't want to
2: again. I mean, because I guess one point someone said he's only Aaron Sidney has only had one start. That start was the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah.
2: Did pretty good. Uh I mean Tom Brady, yes, you want to protect the interior because he's not going to really move around the pocket. So you want him to be able to step up, but I mean the ball's out so fast with him. And he has all these glutton of, of weapons to throw to. How much does he truly need? Like his head will make the decision for him. With everything he has, he can just pick out the easy mat- matchup and attack it. And someone was saying, I think it was tall Florida guy. Someone said it earlier, like, look at the Saints game. That's what happened. That was not based off of weapons. That was based off of play call and execution. Mm. There's a big difference. I mean, we got slaughtered for a damn reason. People were not playing to what they should. I mean, there's no way in hell this Bucs offense should ever get shut out. Yep. Flat out. You have Tom Brady at quarterback, and you have all these damn weapons. I don't care if Godwin got hurt or anything that should, that should never happen. And they Mm -hmm. should come out with a vengeance and pissed off with Brady's 30 year under the system and just freaking knock everyone the hell out. That's, that's how I view it. And offense is all intact besides getting a left guard. If they need one, but I I honestly don't think the need is as as high as media calls it out to be. Right. And and that
0: you did. Yeah. And that goes into my point at receiver as well. It's like, you've put a lot of investment at that position with draft picks over the last couple of years, you need to develop those guys, let them develop. And I know it's a, it's a win now situation, but at the same time, these guys can still develop and get better uh, within the, you know, the off season and obviously going into the season. It's the same thing at left guard. Like you just drafted a guard last year in the third round, Robert Hainsey, who should have a great opportunity to win this job if he is a legit, you know, offensive lineman like you feel. And obviously, you got confidence in picking him. He fits the system. He fits what you want. I don't care if you're, you know, you're training him to be center or guard. He can play both spots. You know, let's see what he has. You you got this Nick Leverett guy who, you know, you got undrafted. You, you have a lot of confidence in him as well. And when he has been in there, he's done a pretty decent job. Uh, same thing with Aaron Stinney. So. It's like, you know, let's see what these guys can do and and give them the opportunity to be, you know, at least serviceable to go with your other players on your offensive line that are pretty well. I mean, they're pretty dominant. You know, Ryan Jensen is one of the best centers in the game, and you have you just got Shaq Mason, who's top five. Yeah, top five guard. Tristan Wurst is a great tackle, and Donovan Smith is a very solid left tackle as well. So. I mean, you don't need five all-stars up there at offensive line. I made that point as well. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's not mad you can just load up. And just... and that's that's the point that we're getting to. It's like you can't just put all these resources in one spot or this spot. You got to spread the, the wealth around and make yourself a solid, well-rounded team. And you look at the last couple of champions, that's what they've done.
2: All right, this is where I f- I agree, my man. I would go crazy if draft guard in the first round. We have a ton of options already on the roster. I agree.
0: Same with the receiver. That's same with the same. receiver
2: though. That's yeah. That's trying to get off our chest, I guess. <laughs> it just blows my mind or it blows our mind how we see so many fans saying, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. go,
0: let's yeah. do it." And, and don't get us wrong. Like we love, like I love Traylon Burks. I think he's a stud. We oh, we, we we love Chris Solave. I mean, super awesome deep threat. Garrett Wilson, I think, is one of the top receivers he's, in this draft. In I top. know all these guys are probably gonna be gone. I don't see Traylon Burks getting past the Cowboys because Jerry Jones loves Arkansas players. He's from there. I could see them easily taking him. You know, there's a lot of receivers, though, that you like or we like. I mean, that you could get on day two. You get on day three. Um, so again, there's options at that position. And you need to attack the positions that are gonna be. Picked early and that's defensive line It's going to be gone quick so you gotta you got to Make the most of it in those first Two rounds and so that Brings us to this Tom saying I want defensive Tackle DB
2: tight end offensive line I can agree with that assessment There I, mean, I would almost say D tackle At the end mm-hmm. and I will add on To that so let's let's look at Our roster again Let's come back over the depth chart So your edge rushers So you, you got Golson and Vitavea, Nunez-Roches, as your starting three defensive tackles, that's how they kind of have it, or 3-4. So your, ed, your edge rushers, Joe tryon Sharenka, Shaq Barrett, Anthony Nelson, that's like your true edge rushers. Let's break it down. JTS, they just drafted last year, 6'5", almost 260, very lengthy, big hands, prototypical edge rusher. So people are like, oh, some guys don't fit a certain mold of this defense. Okay, this is one of them. Your other guy you just paid an astronomical amount of money to, Shaq Barrett. Oh, he's shorter. He's three inches shorter. 6'2", 250. Okay, 250 is around the weight I guess they like, right? You got a 6'2", 6'5", and then, oh, anything else, 6'7", 270. So you can't tell me and long arms, Shaq Barrett does not have long arms, nope. that they are pigeonholing certain players to be their edge rushers. You cannot tell me that there's a certain player that, nope, they're ruling off their board. Nope, done. Not not in there. You're going to tell me, based on all these three guys, 6'5", 6'2", 6'7", Cam DeGill, who's the other guy. Oh. On, <laughs> but Cam Gill's the other guy. He is not a tall guy either. He's more of like a 6'2", as well. 240 to
0: 6'2". Yep.
2: Is there anything similar with all these guys? No. Not a damn chance. So these... Outlets are telling you it doesn't fit the mold. Mark it off. Check. Check.
0: This is why <laughs> so I sound crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
2: It's like, – come on. <laughs> yeah. Where is the similarities here? They're all different. They do – they work within a system. Yeah. You need to have a smart guy that knows how to play your system of stop the run first and then get the hell off the quarterback when we need you to. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that, the smarts, is behind you. You be able to mix in safeties at blitz, corners at blitz. And know where to function and move around to occupy a space that one guy's leaving. Defensive linemen, they're just finding guys that fit holes and yeah. get after the quarterback. Don't give me no shit that <laughs> doesn't fit the mold. Nope. Nope. Not going to happen.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I mean,
2: am I selling crazy? What's going on?
0: No, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, you know, it's. <laughs> it's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just. They, they like good football players. That's what it comes down to. And it doesn't matter body type or, you know, sure. They, they may have a, you know, maybe certain traits or athletic numbers they look for, but a lot of these guys, they have a certain thing that they do well, and that's what they're looking for guys that can do a certain aspect and, and make the team better. Get after the quarterback is definitely one of them. So if you can find guys that can win one-on-ones, you know, sign me up for that. That's definitely what they're going to try to get. And guys that can be matchup nightmares for the uh, the offensive line.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I only say that because don't get pigeonholed in the thinking that someone isn't going to be drafted by the Bucks because they don't fit a certain criteria that is a Bucks edge rusher. I mean, he's got to be a big, fat guy that can stop the run. It's not just that. I mean, Ida Villa does enough for all these guys to benefit. I mean, he just needs a little bit of help. Okay. So I don't know where that came from, where it needs to be a certain length, a certain height. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so guys, simply I just looked at the height and weights of these guys. Nothing was the same. Nothing was similar. There are guys who can do different things. Yes, Anthony Nelson's using in on rundowns because he's bigger, he can collect holes, but he also can be used inside. JTS can not be used inside, but let's see if he gained more weight this offseason. Mm-hmm. That would be a huge help. He can play that JT. G- that JP role, but let's see. Um, I was just making that sure to you. So one of these speed edge rusher guys get drafted, like, Oh, he doesn't fit. Yeah. Why not? I mean, Todd Bowles is going to use him to get after the quarterback. That's what we need, but let's keep going on. Uh, this is a good one. Mafé is a buck fan favorite. So a plus talk this man up.
0: Yeah. Boy, Mafé out of Minnesota, I think can, I think be a better pro than he was a college athlete. You know, at Minnesota, they used him in a lot of different alignments where he was mainly, you know, lined up square on with the tight end or the outside tackle. I, I think he can, you know, be more explosive than he showed on tape at at Minnesota. He's got a lot of good measurables. Obviously, one of the top athletes coming into this draft. I think he ran under a four uh, 40. So guys got, you know, the size that you know, six three over two hundred fifty pounds kind of fits that Shaq Barrett mold, you know, and he can do a lot of different things. So I think he'd be pretty cool. There he is right in the middle. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right, right there. So yeah, be sure. Yeah. Be sure to check that out on our channel. As you can see, we got a lot of uh, draft pick draft profiles up there. Uh, But yeah, he would definitely be an option at 27. I think he'd be an excellent pick and obviously another guy that you can use and a lot of different ways. And he can drop back into coverage. He can do all the different things that, you know, Todd Bowles likes to do defensively, schematically. It, it would be a fun pick. And, uh, you know, the guy uh, could be a winner at 27. And speaking of winning, uh, if you guys watch the masters or even the, you know, March madness that just passed. And obviously we got NBA playoffs coming up. Uh, be sure to help us out and support the channel. Draft, uh, download the the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And sign up with the promo code TPPN, and any bet of a dollar, I think they match up to a hundred dollars um, and free money. So, it's a good chance to to win some cash and 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 make some uh, make some easy money as the playoffs uh, come up uh, this weekend.
2: Hundred percent agree, but more on Mafe. I me mean, yeah, like plus said, go check out that breakdown. We give you a whole lot of insight into what potentially he can do. I mean, he blew up the senior bowl, so he's going to get eyes from that. He just can do a little bit of everything on the outside. He can give you some edge rush. He can stop the run. He, they at, didn't ask him much to drop back, but he has potential too. I mean, it's not like he's just a, a dead-on running forward guy. He has a little athleticism. He can run backwards as well. So if he's there at 27, I would not be mad at all. I mean, yeah. that helps our, our want for a pass rusher. It helps the edge rush needs. And you're giving it another guy to think about that's not just Vitavea. Yeah. Because you don't know what JTS does. You don't you don't want to put literally be the main guy. Even though you have Shaq Bear who has all this money, maybe that should be the big talk. Like maybe he needs to get a little bit more pressure based on the contract you you have. Are you worthy of it? I know you had your one big season, then what the hell happened? Is it
0: just because they're doubling you nonstop? That's that's to be seen, but yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, I personally feel Shaq has been fine. I I think he's got enough pressures. Obviously, I think he's in the top five for, you know, QB pressures and QB hits over the last couple of years. So I think he's been doing his job. Uh, Again, it's about just being consistent with the other matchups. You know, other matchups are getting those one-on-ones and those guys have to win up front. Uh, But you make a good point. Again, he is the money player. He's got to make those big plays. And we've seen it last year where, and most of the games he would come up with that big force fumble or big sack. Uh, and he has done it consistently for the most part. And and I mentioned it all last year. He, they asked him to drop back a lot more, which
2: again is playing within the system. Right. He understands his part in the system and he did it very well last year. He covered his gaps, which he literally did terrible his first year here. Even though he got the sack numbers, he was not filling gaps at all. (laughs) Uh, like the Super Bowl year, he would—he got better throughout the season, but he was terrible at that Bears game. We lost the Bears game because of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He did everything pinpoint last year. People get mad regardless, but you got to find a way to get your front forward to cause pressure. Vea and Barrett were the only ones that were doing it last year. You got to find a way to improve that. Maybe JTS makes that jump, but we also need influx of youth to help with that because there's nothing behind Bedia. we for that way. Nothing. Age and. Nacho's pretty good, but mm-hmm. we need we need more than just that. Uh, yeah. Forgive me, William Golson. Yeah, he had a big year last year, but yeah, he's he's more pressure. A
0: lot. More yeah, money. right. And you know, Sue had a great year as well. But again, you know, thirty five, and we don't know if he's going to be coming back. Um, so obviously, you know, we we make it pretty obvious that's where we need to address our needs up front. Uh, on that defensive line. But let's transition uh, to, you know, the secondary. Obviously, there's some secondary questions in here. And let's talk a little bit about the the Kiana Neal addition, which was made um, over the last, I think, last week sometime. Uh, Let's just, our thoughts on on that move. And what do you think? I thought it was like a perfect little role
2: for him. He can go back to playing safety. They they put him mainly at like almost middle linebacker on the Cowboys. It was kind of weird seeing him in that position when we're breaking it down which will come later. Uh, I want to get more of his Falcons tape where he did play true safety, strong safety. Mm. But he he hits like Jordan Whitehead, wants the crap out of you. He plays almost like a linebacker, but I don't think they should literally just isolate him to that. Let him roam around. He has a good IQ for a football player. Let him use it. Let him find the alleyways and direct traffic, very communication type of player, which is going to be huge in this defense. You got to be able to talk, know where you're going to fill a gap where someone's going to blitz. So I really like that pickup big time because he's a veteran knows what to do and he wants to win. So, and he's a gator that helps. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, I I agree. It's a big time move. I I think he, you know, adds more depth to that group. And, And like we said earlier, now you have four, you know, starting caliber safeties that you can count on, whether it be, you know, obviously Antoine Winfield jr has more versatility. Now he can play pretty much all over the place that, That's how they want to use them. And then you have Mike Edwards can do the same thing. He played more of a a deep, you know, free safety type role, which I think is his best attribute, him covering that, you know, sideline to sideline, being the rangy guy uh, to make those interceptions because he is ball hawk. And then you can use, you know, Logan Ryan in the slot, you know, to give competition for SMB and also, you know, add more versatility that way. And then Keanu Neal can kind of do the same thing where he can be that you know, money backer star position where kind of plays as a linebacker, but also has a strong safety and do a lot of different things for your defense. And I think the biggest thing with those two additions, Logan Ryan and Keanu Neal, great tacklers. And that's something that this team I think needs in the secondary because at times it was a little shaky uh, and now you're just going to get more consistent back there and it'll help out your defense uh, tremendously.
2: Tackling and
0: just awareness and,
2: and, Smarts back there, yeah. Logan communication, Ryan, yeah, very much so. Very heady player, both of them, heady players. And you said tackling. I mean, Logan Ryan may not be the biggest, but he's around the damn ball all the time. And if you guys got you got guys like Devin White, Levante David, who are already hunting for players that can punch the ball out and get there immediately, if Logan Ryan slows you down at all, you're gonna get nailed. I mean, that's just thought Devin yeah. White's gonna can fly out of nowhere. He hurts people. It doesn't matter if it's a teammate or not. He's gonna hurt you. Yeah, so, yeah. Usually hurts his own guys. <laughs> right? So I mean, if you got smart guys that can play within a system, this defense can be very much consistent, very much interchangeable, which is the best part about it. All you need to do is give these times, give these guys one read and go, hmm. instead of having to cover for three, five, seven seconds because a pass rush isn't getting there. That's why I think again, it's all set up to. This draft a defensive lineman, whether it is an edge or an interior defensive lineman. We just got to get an influx of talent of speed up front.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, you look at secondary as a round one option. Could it could it happen? Sure. I think corner could be on the board. I think safety, seen we talked about, could still be an option. Um, they could look at like a, um, I believe it's Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Again, he's a matchup type player. You can put him everywhere kind of in that same mold of a, you know, pretty much a Logan Ryan where he can play, you know, slot corner safety, any type of, you know, player that you want, he can provide, Uh, you know, Kyrie Elam, I'm not too big on just because of his tackling ability. I I think that's an area where he really struggles and I'm not sure if I, maybe that can be coached up Um, as far as matchup man corner. I think he's really good, you know, press coverage, you know, he can do some good things, but just the consistencies with the tackling, there's a lot of, you know, misses there and stuff that I see. I don't know. It just, it kind of scares me a little bit. Um, You look at Andrew Booth. I I wouldn't mind him. I think he's a a very solid corner. You know, Trent McGuffey would be an awesome pick. I think he's a perfect slot. You can put him anywhere and he can play, you know, very good. Uh, But you look at the later round options. I think that's where they lean towards it for corner. You look at uh, Roger McCreary out of Auburn. They love Auburn corners already. Uh, so that could be, you know, potential pick. Um, Cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska, another good player. How late are you talking? Oh, uh, this is probably like round three, round three, round four. Um, a sneak. I don't think they can let, make it to day three. Right, a sneaky pick. Again, this guy's very short, so I'm not sure if he fits the profile of a Todd Bowles corner. But Marcus Jones out of Houston, I, I wouldn't mind at all because he's uh first of all excellent special teams player he can return and he has legit return abilities he's returned a lot of touchdowns and then he can play slot corner for you and and, and be you know very effective again only 58 so he's short um but he's got super athletic ability uh it could be a fun player but i don't i don't think they'll go that way okay if you're you're going to talk about
2: pigeonholing a position that they like a certain type of player,
0: you maybe look- corner, yeah, maybe <laughs> corner because they like they like big, long, you know. You look at Jamel Dean, I mean, six two, long arms, big body, Carlton Davis, same thing. Sean Murphy bunting, they're all over six feet tall. So, yeah, that would be position. And and that's that you can sell me on.
2: You can't sell me on defensive end, edge rusher on this team. You just can't do it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So again, guys, think for yourselves. Uh, we're just trying to feed you some of the things that we're seeing going on in the box, what they're telling you, what we're kind of seeing through between the lines. But, I mean, what do you guys think? What do you think is the blatant need? What was the problem last year that we couldn't win the game against the Rams? And How are we going to get better and improve on that next year? To hmm. so eventually, hopefully, 2023, we're holding up the championship, just smiling, have another boat parade, Tom Brady laughing, drunk. Yeah. Griffin holding them up again. Like, where do you guys truly feel it is? Do you think it is a wide receiver first round? If it is, I don't know what the hell you've been watching.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think I, I, you know, the Rams game last year, it was a combination of, you know, offensive line was beat up, you know, Ryan Jensen was playing on one leg and then he didn't have Tristan worse. Yeah. So again, injuries are going to happen and it's unfortunate, but that takes place. And you know you're not always going to have depth at every position i know that's what you try to accomplish but it's just not possible with the salary cap and everything you know you have to put resources everywhere and sometimes it's not you know at that certain position where you're hit with injuries uh so you know obviously only scoring 3 points in the first half that doesn't help but you came back you made the the ball you know you made it a ball game and at the end there you know you needed pass rush and they just couldn't figure it out, and they had to send extra guys. And they lived and died by the blitz, and they died. <laughs> <laughs> Damn,
2: you couldn't have summed it up any better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, more on the draft. I think Devonte Wyatt the sum it up. Devonte Wyatt is literally clearing away. If he makes it somehow to the Bucks, I think it's just an easy pick. I think. Yeah
0: let let's do a let's do a top five. Like if. You know, top five guys for 27, I'll go first. And, you know, obviously, I think we'll agree with number one. It'll be Devontae Wyatt yeah. uh, first. Uh, number two, I would probably say Boye Mafe just because of the, the versatility and edge rush that he could provide. Um, number three, I, I would probably say um, Arnold Ebicady. And then number four, probably be like a Lewis scene just because he is a heck of a prospect. And then five, I would probably go Zion Johnson, just because left guard, instant starter, dominant run blocker, and if they do want to run the football more, it makes a lot of sense. I'm not even gonna argue it. <laughs> yeah. Again, that was right off the top of my head. I didn't really have a lot of time to think of it, but you know, just from you know high level, uh, you know explanation, I think that's how they they want to approach it. And sure, there could be some other guys that they love that could be there. But, you know, you could throw in a Travis Jones. But I just don't feel like they're high enough on him to take him at 27. And, uh, I can, you know. But fits the mold. He does. He does.
2: He does fit the mold. But, I mean, we're looking for fast. Travis Johnson is not necessarily fast. He's more strong and big. He looks like Vita Villa Jr.
0: Yeah, he is. <laughs>
2: so, do you want that? I don't know. Uh, But. It is a real case scenario. I really did like his tape, but is that the running mate you want next to Vitavea? I don't know. Uh, George Koloftis, if he falls there, it could be a potential guy that can play inside, outside, yeah. faster against guards, stronger against tackles. It could be an option.
0: I feel like uh, he's underrated. Like he's he's not getting as much hype as he should. I know a lot of people look at his tape and it's like, oh, it's all power. It's not you know not a great bend around the edge, but. I feel like he's got a lot of ability where, you know, he was the main focus on that team yeah. from an offensive standpoint, like people were trying to stop him. So he was facing a lot of triple double teams and still having an impact. I feel. And you, and you look at what the Bengals did.
2: I mean, these guys weren't true, like beast edge rushers. They were like hustle. just motor yeah. guys. Trey Henderson. It's a great cop. Yeah. And Hubbard, same thing. Like guys that just keep going and going and going, and they're going to beat you eventually. That is pretty much his game in a nutshell. He's not a beast athletically like Aiden Hutchinson and Mm. Thibodeau, but still he brings it every damn snap.
0: And Yeah. He's also, and I know for the age police out there, he's only 20 years old. uh, So it fits, you know, fits that bill. Uh, And also he's, he was late to the game. You know, this guy is from Greece. He came over to the U S late, you know, he was learning, he played a lot of different sports, but finally, you know, went into football. And, uh, you know, blossom very late, just like um, Ebba Katie and David Ajabo, you know, guys like that, you know, learned it late and are just still, you know, still processing the game. And then, I mean, the only other ones I would throw in there are any cornerback.
2: I, mean, I can yeah. honestly see that just someone's going to give the injury thing again behind. Like, I mean, imagine if Carlton Davis didn't sign back. Right. You have Dean and SMB as your outside guys. SMB seems like it gets hurt every damn year. If he goes down, you would have just had Dean and who the hell knows. So I can see that as a need. I can honestly see that one a lot more than my receiver is who is it? Is it like an Andrew booth? Is it like, I know you don't think highly of him, but Elam, I think he's like a comparison to Jamel Dean, but even more quick.
0: Yeah. Very good cover corner. I mean, I just, I feel some of his toughness and and tackling ability is lacking and, you know, again, I don't know if they'll see that as a big knock on him. You know, if you can cover the guy, you can cover. And you know, usually that, that's important.
2: Look what B.A. said with VH3. Yeah, exactly. I could go out for the tackle. I don't want you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's something you saw on tape a lot with Dean and SMB coming out of college. They, they went after it in the run. So that's something right. they asked their corners to do a lot. Yeah. Good point. Good point. I mean, looking at it that way, we mentioned Seen, who we're really high on, Daxon Hill, any safety that can kind of be interchangeable in the slot, I think would be huge. Mm. I mean, I think I, we didn't name many offensive players. It was mainly two guards, and that was it.
0: Yeah, offensive players. That's really the the main position I see. Is if if a Zion Johnson or you know a Kenyon Green is there, and and maybe you know some of the edge rushers that we talked about are gone or off the board already, and they're not you know as high on those guys, and you know maybe they do take a left guard. And again, it's an instant starter. And that's really the only position I see where they can truly upgrade and and get a high level pick um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I will say this, I think they are going to take a running back at some point. It seems like they're talking with every running back in this process. Um, Doesn't mean they will, but it just hints that they do have interest in in taking one. And it also makes you think, okay, so Keachan Vaughn was drafted third round
2: not thinking that highly of them or is it just bringing yeah. more bodies in here
0: maybe, maybe he got, the the light's just not coming on for Keyshawn. i don't know
2: i mean i think when he actually had again playing time he showed something right but do you just try and get more youth in there like i don't know if you'd go high if you're doing that fournette
0: yeah yeah right you off just find off and bond. yeah you have fournette for three more years you have Keyshawn, i think for a couple more so yeah it's uh it's interesting, uh, but yeah, again, it's it's limited on offense. Again, the only two positions I see them drafting maybe high is is uh, offensive line, then tight end maybe on day three, uh, just because it is another position that you don't have a lot there. So uh, but again, I, I think if we you know we go over this show, you'll see that obviously we want defensive line. I think that's that's the biggest need on this team, and uh it, it makes a lot of sense because what do you have to do in this game to be successful? You have to be able to throw the football, and you have to be able to stop the passer on the other side of the, the field. So those are your most important. And you look at premium positions. We always talk about it. Quarterback, uh, receiver, which we already have. Left, tack- <laughs> left tackle, we have a damn good one. Offense line is pretty much solid. And then pass rushing corner, and I think we have good enough pieces there, but we need to just continue to add you know, more to it. I agree. I think
2: we kind of try to sell you all on that. Yeah. I hope the Bucks are doing the same kind of concept and thinking. We were ecstatic when they drafted JTS. I was like, one of our, that was our guy. We picked him. Yeah. So we'll see. Like, does does our guy fall into our lap again with Devonte Wyatt, based on teams not valuing defensive tackle really high? Hopefully, and we'll see. Uh, Edge rusher. I would not be surprised if they drafted another one to go along. With the pass rush, I mean, Hmm. behind JTS and Shaq, there isn't really much with JPP now that really there. Do you try and find a a veteran or do you try and draft youth? Like, again, how do they have this board mounted up? No one knows. It's just you have a whole bunch of media and people who think they know. No one really knows. The only guy that knows is Jason Light and his staff. We're just showing you areas where they need and guys that we like. And we've gotten it right a couple times i'm very happy about that but <laughs> i hope they keep getting it right and keep solidifying this defense or so they can be more consistent with that pass rush
0: right and yeah and that's what they need to do going into this draft and i think jason light and his staff are gonna you know do a good job and and be aggressive uh find the players that they want uh and yeah we'll see what happens again it's only two weeks out i can't believe we're we're right. saying that but it's a uh, it's a fast process, especially when you get into April. The weeks just keep churning out, and you get closer. And by the time you know it, it is uh, it's a draft show uh, here on Real Bucks Talk, and we're we're talking every pick, and yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So we're excited about that. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and you know the Jacksonville Jaguars select Aiden Hutchinson, and should be right down. You know, we're off off and running. Uh, yeah, that's another thing that's just crazy. The Trayvon Walker versus Kayvon Thibodeau and all that stuff. I mean, go watch the tape. That's, that's really what, it you know, and these, these scouts have done it. I, you know, people are trying to position players, they're trying to get players to fall. And I know you don't think that's, that's a thing, but it is a thing. People like, they put things out there to agents or whatever to get these guys to fall. And why not, you know? um I'm pretty sure it happened with, um, Laramie Tutzel, you know, a few cool. years back. I mean, someone wanted him to fall, and obviously it happened. So uh yeah, I mean, happens all the time. Poor guy. Yep. Before we go, touch on right here how about the
2: Gator's running back, Pierce. I'm assuming he's me. It's Pierce.
0: Yeah, Damian Pierce. Again, another solid back. Could be drafted higher, could go in round two. Uh, very, you know, back that can do it all. Tough physical, fast, catch the football. Uh, so yeah, he could be in anywhere from rounds two to round four. I could see him going, but definitely uh, a very solid prospect.
2: Yeah, based on his size and just all-round back, I mean, he can catch the ball. He's a bigger dude. He can get short yardage. He can probably do a little bit of everything. He just doesn't have blazing speed. He ran like a four or five nine. I'm looking hmm. five ten, two fifteen. Right, that's that's kind of a, a bigger dude for running backs. Not just it's stocky. Mm. through some holes and, and he knows how to lay the wood up as a running back too so I can see that just based on teams liking that if you fell to day three I think it'd be a huge option for the bucks I just wouldn't overdraft running back that's one area we never say overdraft yeah. now they're looking at every running back I still don't care if Recy Hall's available I don't care if uh Isaiah Spiller's available do not take a running back first round
0: yeah no, no so definitely hard. definitely not uh Yeah. So with that said, guys, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed this show again. We're just trying to, yeah, there you go. That's the, that's the guy right there. Borgie in the seventh. I I like it. Um, He'd be a perfect fit uh, to what they want to do. So, Uh, and Tom Brady special, you know, throw it to the the third down back. I like it. Uh, Anyways, again, we're live here. uh, Real bucks talk on YouTube bucks report. Uh, Be sure to uh, give us a like, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Comment, you know if there's certain players you 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 know want us to look at or if you disagree with everything we said that's okay too <laughs> we could be completely wrong it is okay um we're just giving you our thoughts and opinions how we see this team and you don't have to agree that's the beauty of it uh you can you know feel free to give your opinion out we love to talk with you guys and and hear from you uh but other than that i don't think i have anything else um just stay tuned uh we got a lot of good content coming up uh, and the draft is right around the corner. So, with that said, everyone have a great night. Go, Bucks. And thank you all. Go, Bucks.